Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to the podcast, Abby Cleave. It's so wonderful to be chatting to you. You are the CEO of Ultrasun and Skin Sense. I've known you for a very, very long time. Uh, deep bonds formed in the green room at QVC. How are you? I'm really well, and I'm so happy to be here. It's <laughs> lovely to be to be back doing this because we we did this once years and years ago, didn't we? Right well, at the beginning. Yeah, listeners might remember, and I've said this before, you were one of the few people who let me come to your office and interview you with this weird microphone in front of us, in between us, when I had no metrics, people didn't really understand what podcasting was, and I was saying, let's have a conversation about this, and most people were going, mm, no, and you just said, not only did you say, come over and do it, you actually, you know I love sushi, so you got me sushi for lunch. <laughs> I will buy friendship wherever I can. If it's sushi, I can do sushi. But you know, it was such a pleasure. But we we met, as we said, in the in the guest lounge of QVC, which is a very interesting place mm-hmm. um, to meet people. And uh, I think probably one of the places where I have laughed more um, than anywhere else. And I think you and I laughed until probably I peed myself a little bit because we were in absolute stitches. There were so, and I'm so glad that when my sort of tenure there was crossed over so much with yours because you are like the fairy godmother of the green room because you can go in there and you can <laughs> read all the things of telling you that tells you what to do and what to expect but actually the education that you really get was from if you shared a dressing room with Abby Cleave and I remember years later someone saying to me <laughs> you don't really know what's going on until you've had Abby Cleave give you the rundown and kind of talk you through it because you were you would say this is the thing and you were so kind and generous with your time well, it, do you know, it can be a place that can feel so amazing, but could also feel really daunting and a bit worrying. And I remember those early days. And um, and also, I think, you know, I'm a bit of a, when I say I'm a bit of a bossy boots, I don't mean, I'm not trying to be disparaging on myself. I've got plenty of time for that. Honestly, the real big, big guns will come out for that. But um, I, I know that sometimes I'm a bit like, here's lots of information. So I try to be really like, okay this is kind of what you need to know only if people need to I mean obviously there's loads of people there that are really experienced um but I just think it can be a place that can either be very joyful or very joyless if you're Mm. if you're feeling a bit you know you're nervous and feeling a bit out of sorts so yeah it's my sort of um it's my happy place and I I love it when new people come and I can say oh do you know how this works are you okay make up tea um and just have a, a good old catch up so I feel very blessed to be there 
Well, listeners need to understand that when you're in the green room and you're nervous, you're doing live television, to have someone like Abby there was always really lovely. And you did. You took people under your wing, but in, not in a patronising way or not in a, this is how you do it. It was very much a, <laughs> hey, I know that this can be confusing. This is what's worked for me. And kind of help, like even silly, silly things like helping you understand what was happening and people talking in your ear. So what we've established, Abby's excellent. <laughs> <laughs> job done mic drop <laughs> <laughs> which is why I um uh, I asked you to do feel good habits actually because I do think that you are somebody who as life presents challenges work presents challenges I think you navigate pretty well like you figure out a way under over or through and that's why I thought your habits would be absolutely brilliant Oh, bless you. Well, yeah, I mean, I had to really think, Emma, I had to think, gosh, what do I do? What are the things? And then I thought, actually, there are things because um, I am, I'm a little bit um, of an oddity in that I do struggle with or have struggled with my mental health and probably will again in the future. Um, I do take on way more than I can. I do, you know, as most people, you know, have lots of responsibilities with children and older generation and, and running the businesses and, and a responsibility to customers and, and all of those things. And I think sometimes life can get very big and it's the small things that make a difference. And that's really my mantra to myself. It's like, OK, you know, sometimes the bigger things can't do anything about, but there are small techniques. There are small things that I do that just helped me get through. Perfect. Okay, so where are we beginning? What's your first technique? Um, I think now some of these won't be sort of like amazing new science, um, but I just it's about adapting things that work for you. Um, and so, you know, in listening to your previous podcasts and lots of resources out there, I think sometimes we can all be very keen to take on everybody's feel good or you know good life habits and then we almost punish ourselves if either they don't work for us or we find we're not able to get them into our world yeah. so I have a bit of a mantra which is almost the mantra of crap which is <laughs> just be a bit better you don't have to you know that's so me isn't it the Abigail Cleave the mantra of crap just <laughs> absorb it and deal with it it's all it's all about just being a little bit better because I've set myself goals in the past like I'm going to run I'm going to do this I'm going to run four times a week I'm going to da 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 and then the moment it goes wrong because it invariably does is the moment instead of it being helpful it's actually not I'm actually beating myself up for not achieving the things that I would love to you know in an ideal world where I completely remodel myself so being a bit better at dot 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 is my real mantra if I can't run, either because I haven't got time or because I can't be asked or because something aches, that's okay. I can walk, go for a walk, get yourself out, get myself out of the house, the office, even if it's 20 minutes. It's better to do 20 minutes of something than zero minutes of amazing achievement. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of really important for me. Um, and it's kind of that with everything, whether it's diet, whether it's fitness whether it's even seeing friends for a long time, um, which I'll talk about maybe a bit later, but for a long time, even pre-lockdown, I couldn't go out, do things. And I, I became quite isolated. And what I realized was, okay, I can't make the girls night out or put loads of space in my diary to see all these people that I want to catch up with, but I can pick up the phone. I can have 10 minutes to my you know dear friends and explain that I haven't got long and they probably haven't either but or I can just text them and reach out it doesn't have to be 
that sort of, you know, Sarah Jessica Parker-esque, <laughs> you know, girls together, all, you know, swilling shots. Yeah, in an ideal world, I'd do that, get up the next morning at six, be running and yoga by tea time. But if I can't do those things, it's okay. And it's okay to have a quick chat with a friend and just connect and feel a little bit connected. It's okay to go for a quick walk rather than a massive run. It's okay to smear my toast with avocado rather than going into a full vegan diet. You know, mm -hmm. all these things are a little bit okay and make me feel I'm doing something. And that is so important to my psyche. So that's sort of my first one. The, the gospel of crap, do a little bit. If you can't do it all, forgive yourself and do a little bit. Um, that's actually the other really... Thing that before we move into two, just I, I think that's yeah. really helpful because I think um, when it comes to goal setting, we obviously, and I've done this in the past. So when it comes to fitness, for example, as you say, you think, right, I'm going to go to the gym five times a week, or I'm going to do this many things. And you, you basically start at advanced, you set yourself a goal that is the advanced level. And then inevitably it's hard to maintain. And I totally agree with you. Sometimes it's about, I couldn't do that today and that's absolutely fine, but I still did this. I still managed something. Yeah. Well, because sometimes we make ourselves feel worse yeah. for acknowledging that there are things that we need to do or could do better. We actually make ourselves feel worse because we've acknowledged the problem. I mean, you and I have had conversations yeah, just yeah. now about that. You, you know, you, you sometimes in acknowledging, which is really important, you, and that's why we put off acknowledging the issue because then we've got to do something about it and have we got time to mm -hmm. do the whole shebang? And no, we probably haven't, to be honest, otherwise we'd be doing it. So just accept those small changes and and enjoy them and reward you know really feel good about them yeah. I tried yoga um because everyone does yoga don't they and they're all amazing at it and bendy and flexible and you know walking around going gosh can you believe I'm 68 and it's like no I can't and I'm you know everyone thinks I'm older than I am damn it but um I tried yoga by zoom because everyone recently has been doing things by zoom and bless her. I was the only one on, the, I, I did about two classes and on the third class, I was the only person just randomly on that particular class. And the instructor, because she's a yoga instructor was of course really zen and wonderful. And so that's absolutely fine. We'll use this as one-to-one. -one. We'll do yoga nidra, which is like where you lay down and just get cozy really. And um, <laughs> she said, that's absolutely fine. So this session was seven till eight. Okay. And I'm laying on my bedroom floor and I can remember the beginning and then I woke up and the embarrassment of realizing that basically I'd fallen asleep within 10 minutes of starting this class this poor woman had given her complete spiritual all to me for an hour while I just slept through that and I woke up two hours after the class finished to a blank <laughs> computer screen the embarrassment that she must have gone and um, okay Abby and that that's it I'm going to ask you to gently open your eyes and I was just out for the count and woke up freezing cold two hours later it's like oh gosh yoga really isn't for me it's really not my thing I have to accept this I'm not going to be the bendy person that I dream of being accept it move on I tried I'll just stick to going for a walk this is why I love you Abby not many but <laughs> I, I honestly adore you that I mean it's so me isn't it I love that I tried I tried so hard um but yeah so so forgive yourself not you know the 100% it's fine you know what 5% it's okay that's absolutely mm -hmm. fine and since I've been able to do that I actually like myself a little bit more I'm, I'm kind yeah. of okay with it and I you know I, that makes me happy um another thing that I have found really helpful is probably more when you've got big issues when there's something you've got to do or you've got to face up to or um you know it could be anything it could be a, a relationship 
friendship or you know romantic relationship or anything that's struggling and you're it's going round and round in your head or something that you want to say to someone but you just can't find the right way and another way and again actually I've just realized this shares the same Abby Cleave school of crap theology but the other thing that I have learned to do is to diarize it. If it's if I can't find the answer, but I don't want to ignore it because that feels like I'm bailing and being weak and not dealing with it. And that's going to make me internalize and get all cross with myself. I put it in my diary. I physically write it in my diary. Most people will probably be doing that electronically because they're clever, but I will write <laughs> it in my diary. And I will write it in my diary for in two weeks time or even six weeks time as that's when I'm going to deal with that because it gives you a little mini closure that mm. makes you feel like I haven't ignored it. I'm not bailing. I just, it's not okay to think about at the moment or deal with right now. So I'm going to put it in there. I'm going to have faith in future Abby that she will know what to do by then. And it's really helped me to clear out some of the noise in my head of things I can't actually solve right then anyway. And I really do urge people to do that. If there's something it could be, are you happy in your work? You know, and it's going round in your head. Should I leave? Should I start looking for something else? Or, you know, maybe it's a big decision like setting up on your own, or um, it could be something that you're concerned about with a child. It's like, you know, is there a, an issue I need to be getting into grips with um, and stuff? And I'm not saying that these are things we have to put off forever, but just buy yourself a week, a day, a, a few weeks. But by writing in your diary as it is a thing, I'm acknowledging this is something I've got to deal with. But I'm going to do it then because right now, for whatever reason, I'm I'm just my brain can't deal with it has really helped me. And actually, when I get to that page in my diary, I have always genuinely 100 percent been able to deal with it then and be like, OK, now I know I've kind of because I took the noise away from nagging myself. I've processed that and I know what to do with that or I, it's now not an issue or it is an issue, but I'm doing this. And I just think that really taking away some of the 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 kind of voices in our head does that make me sound completely crackers but mm -hmm. I hope we've all got them because um because I've certainly got loads and um <laughs> and it just just helps me to to feel like I'm I am doing something but I'm I'm doing it in a, a really a, a better way I love that and I actually read a book a few months ago and it was and part of it was about essentially like finding your brand starting your business maximizing all your opportunities etc and one of the things was diarizing everything so to your point, actually, I was incredibly productive for, I would say, two and a half weeks before I got very, very tired and a bit cryy. But I think your I have often said, I think the, the brain percolates. If you can take it, if you can put a distance between you and whatever it is that's bothering you, your brain will on were in the background without you having to do anything. And as you say, when you think about it again, it will have moved forward. And diarizing, like you say, is a brilliant way of allowing your brain to percolate on it and come up with a solution sort of on stand or not even on standby but in the background like a background app yeah, refresh. I, it, it honestly it has really helped me I know it's such a tiny little thing but it's helped me with some monumental decisions that I just couldn't get past at that point but by the time I came to them yeah. were all I'd say is don't cheat and put it a year later that's cheating you've got to because <laughs> your brain knows you've done that and it will punish you but yeah no if you can just give yourself a bit of space as you say percolate percolate is a, a really brilliant way of looking at that just allowing a bit of breathing space I love that another great one look at you I said there were no unique habits but we've had a mantra of crap and we've had diarizing and they are two <laughs> entirely unique habits. hang on 
Emma G, are you telling me that no one's had the mantra of crap before? No. Nope. Yay! No. Nope. <laughs> I've, dis- I've discovered something. Um, yeah, I think it's really important. And, and I, I do have like lots of little positive things that I do as well, um, you know, apart from the, the ones that are sort of clearing space in my head. Um, I think I, I'm really blessed as I have... Um, uh, two amazing children who are a complete headache I have to tell you and and everything that children bring but my daughter taught me something um when she was about seven so a long time ago and she made me she probably just run out of money or spent it on herself but anyway let's go with the lovely story she made me a little jar of statements about me and I keep this on my desk it's a little jam jar she's made and she's just printed out some little You're little showing things it to me now, every- listeners. I know it's my little jar and every day that I come into the office I just pick one out at random and read it and it's literally you know one line today's one was you never this is bear in mind this is from my daughter you never break your promises mummy and always manage to make it work somehow and it reminds me that actually I do I always manage to make it work somehow it may not be you know I mean I've brought up children that have never had the right outfits for you know, World Book Day. I think I made Polly go as Pippi Longstocking every single year because I could just put her hair in plaits and put stripy socks on her. Um, and the year that Felix wanted to be, he wanted to be Doctor Who and it was the era of Matt Smith and Doctor Who wearing a fez. So I was up till three in the morning making a fez out of um, out of a, a cornflakes packet. And I'd sort, of, I'd sort of overestimated the height of a fez. And um, the poor boy was sent to school with what was really like a chef's hat, this giant red thing that went on about four foot off his head. Um, it was quite humiliated, but, you know, it's good for them. Good for Character them. building. And, Character um, building. And st- yeah, absolutely. So I, I've, uh, yeah, I've not really been, um, you know, the best in motherhood, but I've given it a go. And as Polly says, I've managed to work it out somehow. But that that helps me just have it. And you can make your own little jar or have mm-hmm. your own or have three or four things that, you know, you just. But it's it's the randomness of pulling mm. one out that's quite good. Actually, it's a bit like fortune cookies. You know how they always speak to you. you know? Yeah. <laughs> the rare time where you have a fortune cookie and you're like, oh, God, that's really true. And I'm sure it, you know, it's obviously relevant to everybody. But um, just having that little tiny bit at the beginning of your day that's like, OK, it's OK. We've got this, and and that's it's just really important because I think we can get really overwhelmed by by the world. Totally. And somebody asked me. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B two B, and advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B two B either. That's why if you're a B two B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. My IG stories on my Q&A yesterday about 
what's the most significant book I've read in terms of helping with mental health and what have you. And actually, I always come back to the fact that it's You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero, because in that she says, no one's going to wake up and want your day to be good or no one should no one should wake up wanting it more than you should and actually that thing of having agency and connecting and like are you a decent person are you coming from a good place like those things that that jar helps you do just kind of go what are my goals who am I what do I stand for and that it's a good check-in in the morning yeah, it is. And it sometimes it's, you know, I'd like to say that I always open the jar before I start work. That's not true. Sometimes it's about 1130. But the great thing is that by the mantra of crap, that's okay. That's allowed because I'm trying to be a bit better. I don't have to achieve everything. I'm just trying to be a bit better. Um, so that's really important. And to your point, a decline is not a continuing decline. Like maybe you do it at 11 o'clock every day, but some days you do it at two and another day you'll do it at 10. It's about the the journey that the graph is taking. As long as it's an upward trajectory overall, you're probably all right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, I think it's it's just taking that little bit of time, which I know we've heard so much about over the last 18 months, but it's finding how you can do that because yeah. sometimes those huge sways of we need to take more time and as I said, you know, yoga or whatever it is, and I'm, I'm really not slating yoga, but I know it's brilliant for most people, it's just me that can't cope with it. Um, but yeah, I think that's really important. I think um, a- another thing that's helped me, you know me, Emma, and I, I love my work. I'm very, mm. very lucky and I work very hard, I, I hope. And I, I love because you of the hope. nature you of what I do. You work very, very hard and you are very, very good at what you do. And you make sure that the people who work with you, you have an excellent experience also. Like, let's not minimize Thank this. You. But I do realize that I work um, probably more than is sometimes healthy. But what I have learned to do is really love what I do make sure that what I'm doing for a job is sort of honest and credible and valid and that the people I work with as much as possible have a good experience and we are a team together and they are loved and uh, important and valued and um, so I, I kind of have this thing about if if you are like me and you are going to work what some people would denote as too much or you you know if you can love or bring joy into what you do it makes it 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 takes the sort of slight victim feeling out of it or the you know pressed on it it just means you're taking some ownership for that Mm. and you know there's that whole thing with diets about stone age diets I can't remember what the real that is it there's there's a there's is it paleo yeah where people are sort of saying look stone age man and woman did this and did that I think of that in terms of mental health because Stone Age man and woman um, really were working 24-7 to find food. That's what they had to do because that was the only way to exist. You know, they didn't think of it as work. It wasn't nine till five. Nobody criticised if they didn't get home till seven. As long as they got home with a buffalo, that was good. You know, that was that was achievement. And I there was no therapy in those times. There was there was no antidepressants and there was no wine. So this was, you know, they had to find a way to love what they do because, and that's how I think. I think, okay, I, I love what I do. I'm very lucky in that um, I, I get to uh, work with amazing people, which brings huge joy, both in the company and outside the company. We've got 50 people here. So it's quite mm-hmm. a, there's a, quite a bubble of energy and, you know, and it means there's exposure to lots of 
different lifestyles and um, situations that we have to be really aware of and, and support each other. But I do think be a bit Stone Age man, love what you do. Um, don't worry if there's no buffalo today because, you know, that's the whole point. There will be one tomorrow if you keep doing what you're doing um, and just really enjoy, enjoy it. And if you're not, that's when you need to start writing things in your diary for in a few weeks time, start having to think about whether you're you know, in the right place. And I know that's a gloriously luxurious thing to say, oh, if you don't like what you do, find something else. Yeah. Okay. Reality is that sometimes we all feel stuck and choiceless. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can even try within, even if you feel that you're, you have to do what you're doing for whatever reason right now, it's trying to focus on some of the good elements in there and at yeah. least get something from them because that whole feedback loop is so crucial. So be more Stone Age because I didn't have wine or antidepressants or therapy. So I have to just get the, by somehow. Just the occasional buffalo. <laughs> the occasional <laughs> buffalo and a little bit of wall art, you know? That's all they had. <laughs> oh my God, I'm loving these. I feel like now we're coming to the last one. Is this the last one? Um, yeah, let me think. Well, I wrote loads because you know what I'm like. So um, let me, <laughs> I'm sure people don't want to listen forever, just saying. So um, let me think of, uh, of one. Oh, okay. The whole be kind to yourself. You know, right. Being kind to yourself comes in many, many guises. And it could be a little break. It could be a nice bath. It could be self-care Sunday. All the things that, you know, we do. Mine is about the the voice in which I speak to myself Mm. and I know that this has probably come up many times before and a lot of people say you know you wouldn't necessarily talk to a friend in the way that you speak to yourself we can be very Mm self-critical um as you know my my daughter struggled a lot with her mental health and um and I've seen her stare in the mirror for far too long and and be so super critical on one tiny part of her you know just over 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 the top analyzing and you know we can all fall into that trap whether it's looking in the mirror or the way that we act or the way or something we do or whatever you know I do it myself with I talk too much I do this too much as you all know um Mm -hmm. however I do think that 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 over concentration really is is so unhealthy and one of the things about being kind to yourself I don't think of it as if you were talking to a friend, would you use that voice? I think of it as if someone else spoke to one of my friends the way I speak to myself, I'd want to go and smash them in the face. You know, if, if it, it, that makes me more passionate about it, then if I wouldn't speak to a friend like that, of course I wouldn't. And I sort of let that message go. But if I heard someone else speak to my mom or my kids or my friends in the voice that I am tempted to use on myself internally, I really would want to punch them and I don't advocate violence, but there are times where you can feel quite overwhelmed by the need. So um, I, that's how I try and keep that inner voice in check of, of that sort of kindness and need to um, just be a little bit gentle on ourselves. And I suppose that is the mantra of crap as well. You know, I, I know so many people will be, talking um about you know ways to improve your life and and that is amazing and fantastic I think that I'm probably the voice in all your wonderful podcasts that's saying it's okay it's okay not to so I think if you're having a down day then listen to this particular episode because this is the one that gives you permission to not have to do those things but certainly to talk to yourself um very gently and be very aware of all the wonderful things and every time you go to criticize yourself maybe pick out make yourself pick out two or three things 
that are very positive. And whether that's staring in the mirror and, you know, I'm, you know, Mrs. 50s, you know, hello menopause, hello weight gain, hello all those lovely things, hello unwanted hair. Yes, it's all happening. But I, rather than focus on the beard, I'm going to look at, you know, like, oh, I've got nice shoes on today. I love these shoes. Or just try and get some of that that positivity into your your day and your inner voice because it's the one you're with 24 7 whether you like it or not so that is that is sort of almost step one of of improving um your the way you feel and your outlook on life so yes the ministry of crap has spoken it's the theology of crap the mantra of crap i mean it's just it's <laughs> it's all there it's a trilogy but being crap I haven't written any of it yet <laughs> these are these have been absolutely brilliant and I have I've appreciated your but I said to you earlier listeners before we started recording I said obviously we often have habits people have similar habits but their reasons for doing it and the way that they describe them and justify them and explain the benefits vary wildly but um I've really loved that I've really loved this and this is very much this is very you because actually it's been all about helping the person listening and you've shared very little about yourself because you're just you are constantly in the act of service my friend and you know this to be true I, I but I think when you I don't know I think all of us you know the whole impostery thing and you just think well if I, I find people help me every day. That's the honest truth. I am so lucky. I'm, you know, you, friends of mine, friends of ours, people around, um, my family. There, there's so much sort of help out there through whatever struggles. And, you know, talked mentioned a bit about work. Um, obviously, I've mentioned my daughter as well has been ill for, gosh, three and a half years. And that's been a, the, the biggest priority of my world ever. Um, and, you know, I have a son to manage as well and, and other people to look after. And I just think that, um, you know, kindness, I am a real crier. So if you are too nice to me, I do just blub because I'm, I'm just so sort of grateful and, and, um, and sort of blown, out, blown away by people's sort of kindness and empathy. And I would just like to mirror a little bit of that if I ever can. And I wouldn't be so bold as to assume that I would ever help anybody. But I do honestly think that if we can just keep doing that, then it it just pass it forward. My brother has a phrase that he totally made up, which is the boots of the truth go marching around the world, which I think is sort of karma based. I don't quite understand it, but I think he's got a good point that, you know, being as true to yourself as you can and, and just trying to be the best you can for other people. I don't mean putting on a show. I mean, actually caring about other people um, speaks volumes. And sometimes, you know, I've got 50 people here in the team and they are all really super supportive. They're the sort of people that, you know, if we get a big order that's really important to the business, but it's got to be out by, you know, 3 a.m. in the morning and um, as 3 a.m. often is in the morning, um, but and, and they will stay and they will do it and they will all pull together because, mm. We're like a, a really odd little family. Um, and, you know, people sometimes think that we're in a bit of a corporate world here because we've got to that sort of size. But actually, it's still very much based on um, a family, a team and, and sort of having each other's back. And I think that's whether it's a little bit um, a little bit twee or not. I'm not sure. But you know what? I don't actually care because I really like it. <laughs> I've been in your offices and it does have a very nice family vibe. 
Um, but it is a big business. Like there's no, there's no sort of uh, getting away from that. And it's, it's serious business, but people do seem to come to it with joy. And also I, I need to sit you and Caroline Hirons down next to each other and see what happens. Cause she's very, very similar. You can't pay her a compliment because she'd be like, oh no, <laughs> shut up mate. And the other day I had to, I, we were having breakfast in a very nice hotel. Thank you very much. And I was trying to pay her a compliment and she kept doing what you do, which is kind of like, and deflecting. And in the end I said, I will cause a scene and you'll never be able to come back here. Listen to what I'm saying and say, thank you. <laughs> oh, do you know, I did a podcast with her on her skin rocks um, thing. And um, I've never been so scared, Emma. I was absolutely terrified. And she was so lovely. We had right. such a brilliant um, time. I think we were on for about an hour and, um, just in case anyone ever got to the end of it they might not have done I'm just saying but um it was it was just such a joy because I was truly terrified and she was just couldn't just brilliant just real plain talking everything I love and that's what my businesses are about we are mm -hmm. about honest sort of communication and yeah. I only really got into the skincare industry because I didn't find skincare worked for me and I thought everyone else was lying and it was a bit Empress New Clothes you know and everyone's going have you tried the serum makes such a difference I'd be like oh great I'll go buy it I'd put it on and go okay not on me then and um and that you know that's why I'm in the business I'm in because we can do things that yeah. work and we can do things honestly and um and, and being on with Caroline was brilliant because we could just talk you know we could get a bit nerdy on ingredients mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and stuff like that but it was really really lovely so yeah so I can imagine yeah that she'd be just as just as rubbish at me as yeah. taking compliments she's another one that you just basically have to sit on them and go I really like you you're really nice and you should celebrate yourself <laughs> So I go, oh, all right then, bye. <laughs> Run off and hide. Um, Abby, thank you so much for sharing your feel-good habits. And they they have been wonderful and they are so useful and so applicable and so easily accessible, which is just so joyous of you to do and to share such brilliant ones. And listeners, I will put the links to Abby, to Skin Sense, to Ultrasun in the show notes. Ultrasun is one of my faves. I think we've established this in terms of uh, <laughs> in terms of daily SPF. And obviously everyone wears SPF every day, don't they, Abby? Of course they do. Absolutely they do. And if they don't, don't worry. Again, mantra of crap, just try a bit harder. That's okay. You can just try from now on. It's never too late. <laughs> what a brilliant, brilliant place in which sense. Abby, thanks so much for coming back. And um, maybe we'll get you back on and we can do a proper deep dive again into all things SBF. But maybe because there's been so much innovation and movement in that sort of since you first came on the show five and a bit years ago. So maybe we need to get you back wow. for a proper deep dive into SBF. Well, yeah, because we could also talk about, because there's been so much research on infrared, blue mm. light, and we get little bits in the press that are a bit misleading and everyone thinks they're going to, you know, their skin's going to crack up because they've looked at, yeah, because they've looked at their phone for too long, which I can tell you is not true, but we could go through what what what's real and what not to worry about. Right, let's stop this recording and let's book that podcast right now. Thank you so much for coming <laughs> back, Abby. It's been a joy. Thank you, Emma. Thanks. Thanks.